There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Alright, there you go. Thank you very much. Weapon of Pride uh, closing out their reign as champions of Playdio last year and their theme song continues to thrive here with us each and every day. Loved it. I actually really liked it. So good job, guys. Uh, it's 6.37 here in the morning sickness, and uh, I saw the news yesterday. And you can't help You don't like to hear when somebody gets diagnosed with something, but it's a silly thing. And so every, you know, it's a very serious illness, but then when you hear what it's called, you can't help but go, <clears throat> I've had that my whole life. Celine Dion was diagnosed with stiff man syndrome. Yeah. And I, I think I've had that for, <laughs> I've had that since I was 11, to be honest with you. Don't call it that. I'm just happy I still have it. Now, it used to be called stiff man syndrome. Now it's called stiff person syndrome. Yeah, you're at the age now where you're just pleased to have stiff person syndrome. <laughs> Those little blue pills. You're right. <laughs> stiff person syndrome has got... I, I'm sorry for Celine and her entire Canadian family and all of her fans and everything else. It's no fun what she's going to go through and all that. we got to change the name of this thing. Asperger's was enough for me that, that, you know, whenever I... Even still as a child, in my brain, I hear somebody goes, my child had Asperger's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's terrible. I can't help but do that weird giggle... And if you told me my wife has stiff person syndrome, like, all right, buddy. Okay, you can't do that. You got to change the name, make it scientific, something else. Cause... And now I got to worry about that. It affects less than 5,000 people, this stiff person syndrome. <laughs> What's the deal with it? You just get stiff. It starts to, uh, your bones ache. Uh, you, you have less mobility. You start stiffening up and uh, sensitivity Arthritic to sound. Kind of like, or it's uh, joints. Uh, worse. And, it's yeah. uh, basically, it's. Uh, you can be triggered by like a noise. So stiff person syndrome, if you're walking and somebody honks their horn in the car next to you, your whole body can freeze just into this, up. this rigidity of like broken bone feelings. Uh, it's, incre- it's neurological. It's less yeah. arthritic and more, uh, you know, nerves and stuff. So it's and, and it based more so, I, from what I understand, on muscles spasming to the point where they just seize. And then your whole body just goes into this tension thing. There's a, a, I think it's the same disease that little boy had uh, who was like four years old and absolutely jacked. I mean, he looked like a bodybuilder because his muscles were constantly flexed. And you're, they'll build. They're, they're working the entire time. 
So uh, it will make it so you can not walk. You're not going to be able to sing. She can't. She probably won't be able to talk much. Uh, it's got that kind of thing. At least like she's used to doing for the very most uh, for the most part. So she'll have a big final concert. Five thousand people in the United States. Well, I, I have the disorder. That's amazing. Five thousand. You get hit with that one. I'd heard she basically canceled her her tour, but they hope to pick it back up in 2024. They'll get. She's not going to just go stiff. <laughs> But she's going to have like a treatments uh, and uh, well, there'll be treatments. But eventually, it's going to get her. It's sort of like Lou Gehrig's thing. It's like eventually, like you're going to have a few runs out there, but then when it gets you, you're done. From what I'm reading, I don't know. I, stiff person syndrome made me laugh. I've got stiff person syndrome. I'm going to say, and how many guys are going to say that in the middle of the night and wake up at two in the morning? Hey, honey, wake up. I've got stiff person syndrome. I don't know how long this is going to last. It's a terrible name for people who are terrible. And let's be honest, most of us, you listeners and women out there too, going, you're horrible. You think it's funny too because it is funny. We got to change the name. It's got to be like, I think it's got a name too. It's like Whelan something. Uh, where is that? It's got like a real name. We can't call it stiff person syndrome. That's just, I don't know how many people, my friend, my friend who's like a real classy guy, like he's an upper, he's an educator. He's a, he doesn't have the dark humor. He's got a little bit of it, but not like that. Text me and said, what I wouldn't give to get hold of this in my 60s. I'm like, all right. Even you. <laughs> uh, I forget what it's called, but it's got a, it's got a different name. Uh, but they just go by stiff person syndrome. SPS. I don't know. Well, that's the SPS. <laughs> and then you go, well, what's that mean? And then they say stiff person syndrome. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Why do you laugh at me? Because well, it's a funny name. I've had stiff person syndrome for a long time. And your wife's giving it to me right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And somebody's going to have to give her a little stiff person syndrome if you're laying there all rebar. But, yeah, it's terrible. The Titanic singer. And you forget Titanic was like 25 years ago. Uh, and she's been around for 40 years. Uh, Celine's not young. Prediction. Right, next next year, Celine Dion going to do one more show and then uh, drive herself into the earth like a spike because she's stiff as a board, mate. <laughs> Prediction for 2023, Celine Dion gets very sick. This guy's amazing. So you got that. Last night I went to dinner with uh, my dad's in town. Went to a place called Mancuso's downtown. We were downtown. Pretty good. Nice, uh, good restaurant. Uh, downtown Thursday night. Hanging around, doing the thing. Walked back to the H&H Ranch where we kind of congregated to start which is over there uh, across from footprint center and hung out at the apartment before had a couple pops wandered over to mancusas with dad and uh, on the way back it's uh, maybe nine o'clock start walking out of the restaurant late damn if i know you were long done with your <laughs> recital and bedtime so gonna go back have a little nightcap now he had to wait for his uber so uh, hanging out there waiting out we're walking back from mancusas my dad is 75 years old He's in good shape. He's in a very good shape. Uh, for a man 75, you'd think he's probably in his 50s. Uh, he, looks, he looks the part. He's, still, he's not one of those frail old fellas. He's swole. He's not swole anymore. He used to be swole. He's not yeah. swole anymore. Well, he's in good shape. In the last two years. <laughs> he's he's, he's softened up. He's, a, he's 75, but he doesn't yeah. look it. I think my dad has aged, you know, like Brett says, like wine. Men age like wine. Women like milk. So uh, we're, we're coming out of the place, and we're walking down, what is it, like 2nd Avenue or 2nd Street, I guess. And uh, come by, and this guy's got a polar pop, and he's about 25 feet ahead of us, and he's walking towards us. Big backpack on, 
takes that giant polar pop and just goes, ah! just chucks it into the it. ground. And then he starts walking. We're all like, all right. And I'm just like, everybody just kind of stay cool. Keeps walking. And we're looking. I'm keeping my eyes on him. He's got his hands in his pockets. And he's walking right by us and kind of drift over to the sidewalk, edge of the sidewalk. And keep your eye on him. You know, all this tactical black stuff starts kicking in a little bit. Like, watch him. Don't engage. Just keep your hand, eyes on the on the pockets. Well, my dad's evidently looking right at him like, what an asshole. And the, as he walks by, the guy goes, give me a reason, dick. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And there's 75-year-old Dan turns around. What'd you say? F*** you. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't happening. And the guy walks away. And my dad's standing there all bowed up, ready to go. I'm like, just walk away. He's got a backpack. I don't know what's in there. His hands are in his pockets. You don't want to find out what he's got in there either. Let's just go. You got a lot of nerve, you f- asshole. Like, all right, let's go, old man. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't bow up. You try to walk away. You de-escalate the situation. That's just, it's a great time to say, who cares? Your manhood is not on the line here. That is a crazy person who just chucked his polar pop. He's no gentleman. <laughs> right. That's, this is not a duel. <laughs> we are not fighting for the, the honor of the fair maiden. Who cares? Let's ditch these broads and let's go. And there he was, bowed up, ready to go, 75. And I'm like, he's got a lot of confidence. And he, I would have put my money on, the, uh, on, on Pops. That would have been a – but he goes after it like he just – he was ready to go. And, and I realized something. It never stops. The male brain will not accept the male body. We don't know when it's over. We just don't know. This guy is young. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, on something. Probably not going to hurt him if you punch him. He's not feeling a whole lot. The old man was willing to go. And I had to get, I was proud of him, but I was also thinking, my dad might be the dumbest man on the planet. What are you thinking? I'm like, he's got a backpack. God knows. And the backpack was on the front. I'm like, first off, you're not making contact with his chest. If you fight him face to face, he's got a he's got a vest on. Walk away. It. Um, I don't know about never going away. It's. I, I would say for my dad, it's yeah, gone away. Gone. He knows, yeah. but I don't know anybody like your dad's going to be in a rascal. He might still make a comment if the guy slammed the pop. Whoa. Yeah. Someone's hey. having a bad day. <laughs> right, and that would have been enough for this lunatic yeah. to go, give me a reason, it. Dick. He didn't care about your age or your rascal situation. Your dad probably wouldn't have spun around. Like, well, yeah, well, f*** you. Probably not going to happen because he's got a lot of maneuvering to do in his cart. But I bet you in his head he thought, this guy wants to go, let's go. And you think you're better than me? And the old man was ready to throw. I'm like, my God, it, it's always going to be in our heads. It, it's a constant lesson. To recognize your situation. But then after a while, he goes, yeah, I guess I did kind of screw that up. I, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, you, you make me have to fight some lunatic because you told him to F off. I, I'm not. You're on your own, old man. I'm running. And, you know, from when he was growing up, the deal has changed. You just don't know. People are. Well, I think know, it's always been turn- a lunatic in the middle of the road. You cross the road. I don't think that's changed too much. I think what's. No, uh, I, I, it just seems like it's easier to. Um, for the reaction, but it's it's there's more. Uh, I don't know if it's weapons or just people just snap easier. It seems like I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't around in the olden yeah. times. I think olden people snap just as much. I think those fist fights were just not reported on the news all the time. You watch those old movies. 
it seemed to be kind of a thing to punch people for relatively nothing. You know, you old 30s, oh, why are you right in the force? And they'd, push, and they'd just punch a guy in the face for no reason. For, yeah, but they were slapping women, too. Like, hitting broads. I mean, there was a lot of snapping. I didn't want to do that. I don't know that snapping's new or, like, uh, accelerated in any... I think it's reported more. We hear about it all the time. Maybe we're so. We're more worried. But I think there was a whole lot of punching going on. Those 30s movies relied on it as comedy, like it was a normal happenstance to walk down the road and get take one right in the kisser. Why you? That was a thing. Like, that was a phrase they said all the time. Why you is just for looking at a guy sideways. For Christ's sake, Alfalfa got killed in a stabbing. I mean, there's, that's a real story. It was a bar I, fight. I guess we lost out five. Was, everybody was fighting. It's always been a thing. And in the 70s, everyone was mind, kung fu though. fighting. <laughs> but I say out of their mind, I guess it seems like there they could be on something. There seems like oh, there's sure. more of that sure. than in I the don't past. Know. I don't know what that dude was on or if he was or not. Yeah. He was just having a really bad day, but my old man wanted to fight him. I was both proud of him and wickedly ashamed of his stupidity. What are you thinking? He's 75. I saw you working that fork. He's got a, a cut-off nerve in his left hand, and a fork will make his hand shake. What are you going to do in a fight? You're gonna, what, are you going to shake him to death? Are you going to Michael J. Fox him out of the room? You knock it off. I would have busted him right in the face. I'm like, yeah, and he might have shot you or stabbed you or hit you with a hypodermic needle. Or you don't know what he's got. Hands in pockets are bad. Walk away. You're right. You're right. That was pretty dumb, wasn't it? I'm like, yeah, he almost got a shot, you dummy. Maybe he's been watching Tulsa King with Stallone because he he's likes, 75 yeah, he's and he's getting in that. fights. He's big on the whole watching westerns and thinking that that's possible. It's like, yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the idea that Things are just so different now. In fact, I think it's better. I think we keep our cool more often than not. I think you used to get into fistfights all the time. People used to punch each other constantly. That was the – all entertainment seemed relatable back in the day, like Brett said, like whacking a woman. Nobody even batted an eye. Like, that's what you do. That's normal. We do that. It's out of line. Pushing people, getting handsy. I mean, it's only been recent with the whole, you know, putting your hands on me as a phrase. That used to be pretty normal, like knocking people around or grabbing somebody by the shirt or – that used to be a fairly, like, breaching that little safety zone of, don't you touch me, no man has a right to put his hands on me, you know, that kind of thing. It was never assault to just put your hands on someone's shoulders, and now it is. I think we're bigger pussies now than we've ever been. But it's the smarter thing to do is to just leave that. But I, I, it dawned on me last night, I was like, this is never going to end for me. This is, it's a constant struggle, and it's hard not to want to bow up to somebody that goes, give me a reason, dick, and you're like, I'll give you. Ten reasons. It'll like immediately start to boil. It's Dan. Yeah. And well, I, I don't know if he was talking to me or him, but my dad was like, that's personal. It's go time. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Let's go. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you piece of F you. I'm like, Dad, come on. What What's the beef here? You got nothing. You, you, two minutes ago, you didn't know that guy existed. And he's down one polar pop. He's, that was a big polar pop, too. He chucked that thing. He spiked it like Gronkowski right into, the, right into the sidewalk. Not a word. Just furious. And then, give me a reason, dick. And my dad was like, I'm ready. I'll give you a reason. Cry, You cry, I'll give you a reason to cry. He's not your son. There's no reason to go after this guy. <laughs> Dan reminds me kind of Tom Berenger. He's got a little of that going on. Yeah. He's got a Tom Berenger vibe about him. But it was funny because it was, you know, it does. It just dawns on you that as a man, you never sit back and go, I'd probably kick my ass. I don't think we have that. I don't know that that ever, that, like, I think we pulled tubes out of our arms to fight an orderly at the hospital. Who? I think we all have that inner 
death wish that we have to like it's, I don't know what it is, but you're told as a, a kid you got to you got to protect yourself. You bow up. Don't let somebody insult you. And that guy didn't do it. He was a nutbag. And I had it too. I wanted to kill him too when he said, "Give me a reason, Dick." I don't know if he was talking to me, but then I. You got to stay calm. There you both calm. are just teeing up on oh, him, taking him. Don't think we didn't fantasize about it <laughs> out loud later. Like, could you imagine how bad that was? The two of us would have just crushed that guy. Of course we would have. Of course we would have crushed like that. Like having a catch with your dad. Right. It was. It would have Now been. you become street avengers. And now you make me regret that we didn't kill that guy. Damn it, Brady. Would have been like that great. Me and dad crying. This is a great father-son moment beating this hobo to death, dad. <laughs> I love you, boy. I love you, Dad. Killing hobos is our new thing. Look at his brains. They don't call them hobos anymore. They're, 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 there's a word for it, but they're not having homes. They're habitatally uh, malfunctioning, I think. I don't know what it is. Just kick his ass, boy. <laughs> keep kicking. Just keep crushing this hobo. Hobo's an offensive term. I said hobo. Yeah. All right, <laughs> oh, it's offensive too, Dad. I love you, Dad. Yeah, I just. Then you both yell Steelers at the end. Yeah, Steelers! Yeah, yeah, what would Jack Lambert do <laughs> if he were here right now? <laughs> yeah, we're idiots, but it is. It's you're, you're never not going to be an idiot. It's always going to be in your body. Now, whether you can quell the idiot, the deep down idiot inside you, maybe, which I was capable of doing, but he's in there. I felt him too. He was. Uh, he gave me a nice little. Let's get him! Like immediately. That it's so quick to wake the inner idiot too, because he's like dormant. It's a dormant part of your body until like it's the slightest little thing. Like, Give me a reason, Dick, and the idiot in you goes. Let's get him! Like immediately, it's all you feel. I like, kill that man. So it's a threat. How often has that happened to Dan? Like, I mean, most of the time is he like doing that, and the person ba- ends up backing down because if you call him out know. every now and then. Because I'd wonder about that. Like, I wonder. I don't know. If my dad ever got into a scrap before. My dad was a big guy for most of his like adult life, and I don't think a lot of people. Like, most of the time, you turn around it. like, okay, let's go. If my dad, on their if, way. and in his prime, he was a he was a big uh, curls guy, and he had those. He had the ability to make canned hams out of his biceps in like ten seconds. It was amazing how big his arms would get. And so he, you know, he filled out a shirt, and I think he. It, Every all my friends thought he was a cop or a narc, and there's sometimes there's guys that even aren't that big, but all, they give you that look and like, all he right, let's that. go. He had that for sure, and you got that. He had that look on him like he means business. He doesn't have that anymore. In his head, he does, but he's not turning around. I mean, that hobo was ready to go. <laughs> I don't know. What was, I don't know. What, I mean, the worst part is, what if my dad and I both got our asses handed to us by this hobo? That would be the worst thing. You hear those stories of the crystal meth heads? It takes eight cops to get them to go to the ground. Our friend Meathead from Prestige Billiards had that guy run him off the road, get out, and try to fight him in his car. Meathead is 250 pounds of just beef. The guy is a monster, and he's a trained fighter. People don't realize Meathead has, like, some trained fight. He used to fight for real and gets out of the car and just starts bludgeoning this guy on the 60. He's like, I'm punching him and apologizing. I'm hitting him so hard. I feel like my fist is going to go through his head. I don't want to do this. And he stared at me, and he's like, that's it. We're done here. And the guy goes, wonk, and takes another punch and gets up. And Meathead starts hitting him again. He gets away and runs. And it took eight cops and a taser to take this guy down. He's like, I've never seen anything like it. The superhuman strength. A friend of mine, Scott, was in Kentucky, and he said, I don't know what kind of drugs are out there. But I, he was putting a, a air conditioning unit into a barn 
I remember this, yeah. And he called me up and he goes, I don't know, Kentucky has some sort of meth issue. Because a guy came up, tried to steal the thing right out from under me. I saw him doing it. I go outside and say, hey, hey, put that. They picked this thing up. It was like 350 pounds. Throws it at me and then starts coming at me. And he goes, <laughs> I just kind of like laid back like, what is going on? He threw a 350-pound air conditioning unit at him. He said, picked it up like it was paper. He goes, I knew not to fight him. That guy wasn't feeling anything. That's what Crazy. I'm saying. I think that as far as out of the mind or being on something. Oh, there's all I that. mean, other than, sure, you know, Mongo punching a steer or something, super strength. <laughs> right. That happened back then, sure. too. But. but I just, yeah, I, I always assume they're probably on that kind of stuff. And so the fighting them might be pointless. is because you might land every blow. I've talked to cops. This one cop said, because we were talking about elbows, he said, I laid an elbow into a guy. That broke his nose, and I felt his head cave a little bit. He said that he would not stop fighting. He said it took all of us. Like, we're pinning him, and he'd get out. He could fight seven or eight of us off. He's unreal, the power and strength he possessed. He's a little wiry dude, and he goes, and I just threw an elbow, cracked him in the head, and watched his head kind of fall back, and his eyes opened up again, and he started getting up. And he goes, and then he said, I guarantee you the next day he had one hell of a headache because I know I busted that nose. I had to. He goes, it didn't stop him. Man, you never know. That's what makes it so tough for the uh, police because right. you just don't know. They don't know what the hell's going on with that. Those guys never stop fighting you. It was crazy. But just know this as you get older. And your dad would have done it too. Oh, Knowing no, your dad enough no. to know he'd have bowed up. We have those dads. He would have had a wrench or something in his hand too. Yeah, he would have been working on something. <laughs> it was just a crazy moment where I'm like, all right, the old man still got it. Sort of, kind of. But I'm not sure I want him to have it. Well, he picks up donkeys now and again. He talked, well, we were carrying donkeys around. I'm like, those things are heavy, aren't they? Yeah, a couple hundred pounds, 300 pounds. <laughs> That's- Was it a juicy sommelier moment? Did you guys put your MAGA hats on <laughs> yeah. and go chase them down the uh, Oh, down I could have come in with such a story, a fake story. If the- They poured bleach on us and we got juicy smoulade. <laughs> By the way, Scott Haynes is also saying, uh, world, our funniest listener has said that he also can predict the future. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to say, uh, I, I have psychic powers. In 2023... Brett Vesley will eat the spicy meatball. <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's probably going to happen. Man, Brady will tell us he's lost another 20 pounds, and John will have a medical procedure. These are way out on the limb, Scott. Stretching. I believe Brady was diagnosed years ago with double stiff Oreo person disease. <laughs> double <laughs> stiff man's disease is like, <clears throat> I'm so sorry for your family. Why does everyone laugh when I tell them my illness? Because it's funny. It's like being called boner. At the dinner table, everyone just <laughs> I have an announcement, everyone. Oh, Celine's going to sing. No, I'm not. I have stiff person syndrome. <laughs> You're giving it to me too, baby. All right. Yeah, me too. Every time you hit a high note. The memes are already coming through. <laughs> I got memes of my dad beating up the asshole. John and Dan and the asshole. And my worst fear is we'd have lost to him. Yeah, now I come slinking in here and go, some meth had beat my dad and I up last night on Second Street. We were belly full of Mancusas. And that's the other thing. I was, I was full. We had dessert and everything. I had the super de fetch. And uh, you know, red sauce. I get a little uh, reflux going. I had a vodka soda in the belly. I wasn't really in fight mode. <laughs> I had a delicious uh, creme brulee cheesecake. And then they had a lemon butter cake. We, did, we all did the splitties. You don't walk out of that thing looking for a scrum. You're trying to walk back and just sit down and unbutton your pants, for Christ's sake. 
I'm beat up a meth head. You win. It's your street. You win. I'll walk away. Not Dan. Give me a reason, dick. Let's go. I'm like, Dad, you're 75. <laughs> Look, Joe Biden, let's walk back to the house. You're done here. Head back to the apartment and watch a little Rio Bravo. Let me rip back and watch old Let's Make a Deals on Buzzer. Until his ride got there. Ridiculous. It's just crazy. So everybody just wise up. And I'm proud of myself because we there was an opportunity there to both of us bow up. I could have gotten the Holmberg syndrome, bowed up right there and going, this is it. Father, son, powers unite. We're going to beat up a hobo. And, they're like, and the guy was clean. I'm not so sure he was homeless. I think he might just be a dude who was having a horrible night. I'd have made it worse. Yeah, no, we'd, we'd made he almost it a lot ran worse. into the Swedish nightmare. Oh, it would have been a the Swedish tornado, <laughs> Viking power. You know, I've never fought with you before, Dad. I've, I don't know your skills or your abilities. I know he can punch. I took him to Tactical Black once, and everybody's there like your old man has heavy hands. I'm like, tell me about it. Those things used to get furious at me when I would mow the grass. <laughs> but I think there's some delusions going on. Not a lot of 75 year old dudes are. Doing a lot of ass whipping out there. But he was willing to put me and everyone around us in harm's way to beat up a hobo. <laughs> That's it, family. Stand by. Watch this. All right. Stop it. But there it was. It was pretty good. Uh, other news uh, the Brittany Griner thing, of course, she landed in Texas and everybody's lost their minds. Uh, a great. Is that predicted that she was going to land yes, in Texas? Yes, t- Texas, yeah. yeah. I say she'll probably go somewhere a couple hundred miles from Dallas. That's my prediction. Ooh, let it be written. Let it be done. Um, Kristen Cinema has also pissed everyone off now, and that's another Arizona thing. We're in the news a lot. She decided not to be a Democrat anymore, and now she's an independent. And uh, that was a smart move. That's a really smart move because this whole state just proved we're in the middle because none of the votes went down the line. You've got you know a Democrat winning this, a Republican winning that. Everybody's kind of split down the center here, and she's like, hmm, my political future is in the middle. So she's become an independent, and now everybody's lost it. So they put her through the star wash. They made her kind of hot somehow, and I don't know how they did that because you look at old pictures of Kristen Sinema, you're like, nope. And then somewhere along the lines of uh, national stardom. She worked on it. filters. She, I know it's filters, but they're good. She oh, did a yeah. good. She, they star washed her pretty good. You know, I yesterday went over one of those Google searches, and I was surprised on the person's Google search the most. Yeah. Fifth was Carrie Lake. Yeah, well, she was a big deal. Oh, I mean, yeah, she made a she made a splash, a big one. Well, my dad, being from Texas, goes, "What happened over here with the election?" Everybody from another I state. Know, I'm like, what did they amazing. say? And he said, uh, "What I heard was all the voting machines were broken. They brought in new this. They had everything with." And I'm like, "No, that didn't happen." I said, "We did have an issue, but it wasn't it wasn't as blown up as that." Scott Haynes just said, if Brett and his dad were in that situation, it would have been no problem because Brett's dad would just sort of tossed his organ and his monkey at him. (laughs) (laughs) Italian jokes. Yeah, Kristen Sinema now going over and leaving the Democratic Party changes everything. And Arizona again in the cross. Now it's uh, even the House. I don't know what it it does because now she's an independent. She's on neither side. Both both sides lose one. Or both sides can have it. Right. We don't know which way she's going to go. She's the she's the quick puts her in a big power she's position, in a power maybe. spot, huge. She's doing so, yeah. But they never depended on her anyway. The Democrats didn't nope. because they never knew which way she was going. They were furious at her yeah. half the time. And she's this, you know, like openly kind of bisexual. Like she's everything the Democrats dream of, and they pissed her off to leave. Yeah. If gays are leaving the Democratic Party, they don't have a chance. 
I've been catering to them the whole time. It's like it's like seeing somebody of color on Fox News as a strong Republican always surprises you. A gay independent or Republican is the it's the strangest thing in the world. Wait a minute, you're gay and Republican? That seems like it's I, I'm always blown away at uh, religious gays. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm big into God and Catholicism. And you're crazy. That doesn't make any sense. You're stamping your own ticket to hell. No, he'll forgive me. I don't think so. Every time you go into the bathroom and take toilet paper to the end of that thing to get it all off, I think God's mad. Nobody's <laughs> perfect, John. Every time you have to use a Q-tip in the corona, <laughs> God gets mad. That's, a, that's in the Bible. I think I've seen that guy say, Every time a Q-tip cleans brown from a corona, God gets angry. You can't pull that stuff out of there with that thing. That's not what it was designed for. And then go to church. At least in my world, it doesn't make any sense. Kristen Cinema, a homosexual who's siding with Republicans, that doesn't make sense either. Well, she flips around, right? Yeah, she's bisexual. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes she's a Democrat, sometimes she's a Republican. <laughs> and that's what independent is. Bipartisan, bisexual. Things I like about this yeah. one, things I yeah. like about she's, that one. She's indecisive is what she yeah. is. I mean, that's really what we're coming down to. Pick one. Uh, the, the hole or the stick. And then, uh, you know, left or right. I got to admire it. She's living in the middle of everything, evidently. Everything. And somebody does have a good idea. If you want to troll Brittany Griner at the next Mercury game, uh, get a Mercury jersey, number 42, I think is her number, and then put Whelan on instead of Griner. Or if we can order that. That's a pretty solid troll. There are people who are flat out angry on my email. I mean, talk you off the roof. Yeah. Man. And there are some there people are. that are furious about this and you said that even your your daughter and the kids at school are like they should have released the marine asked her if they were yeah. talking about it and they yeah yeah they but that's the parents talking a, kids don't have sure. that opinion they and don't that's know. what i wanted to see what how much you know the parents talk with them or what kind of yeah. influences but they i don't know i mean they they get that news just as quickly as yeah, the parents but do. they they get it from whatever their parents are doing uh, kids are too stupid to sure, have. Sure, you're you know, still influenced the by geopolitical yeah. ramifications of the Brittany Griner situation. Are not landing in a 14 year old's lap with any sort of, you know, knowledge. They're just going to spew back what they think they heard. We all did it. Nobody knew who Whelan was. I mean, there was a small percentage of people who knew this Marine's name until Brittany Griner got there. And now we're all mad about that guy that we didn't know about for four years. You know, the influence. What I it was curious to see the influence of the. Uh, marine trade or what? No, the the biggest thing that was the rip that the kids were having. Like, why the WNBA? Yeah, nobody it's, likes that thing. That's the biggest even, thing. And the, there's the parent influence. That's also, <laughs> and that's good that the kids at your kid's school have dads because that's essentially what that means. WNBA. Who gives a sh- about her? And it's a terrible way to think, but it is yeah. true. I mean, like we're saving WNBA. They have no cachet is basically what we're saying. Is What kind of deal was this? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it was. It's. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I have uh, an opinion about it. I'm not emotional. Some of my emails are like long ones. I couldn't read them. They're like full stories of people venting to me about how important this is and how wrong it is and how mad it makes them and and they were really happy yesterday. And we were goofing on Brittany, saying that she can't wait to come to the United States to protest the flag. And that, I mean, there is a there is a large group of people out there that are pissed off. And all I say to you is, 
Go about your business. You just, this can't this can't hurt your day too much. I understand that you feel bad about it, but, and I know that yeah. it's important. But come on, don't don't you, you your life is like that dude with the aneurysm the other night. He's sitting there saying, "I just have to appreciate days." But that's what I've. I said, "What do you do differently now since the aneurysm?" Because I just appreciate every day a little different. I don't let the small stuff get me. I think we get caught up in this kind of stuff all the time. The Brittany Griner for the uh, the Merchant of Death. It's bad. Have an opinion, but don't don't get wrapped up. Do the best you can not to, at least, right? I just say we could have got more. Of course, we could have got more. We had the wrong negotiators in there. But that's it. You always say Scott Boris. Should oh be our yeah, guy. we yeah. would have got a two for one there at yeah. least. Well, we got a two for one, a player to be named later, yeah. and cash considerations. Absolutely, yeah. we'd have got an organizational depth out of yep. this deal. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, I mean, but you say it in a way that's just Brett's opinion, right? You don't have to. You're not screaming and yelling, losing your mind no. over it. Some people. I'm telling you, man, my emails got weird yesterday. Where I just I stopped checking. People were furious. Maybe that's why that hobo wanted to fight me and my dad. Maybe he's just mad about Brittany Griner. We were close to the arena, and they do have the BGs all over the place. Not the BGs, which would be great. I'd rather see that. I'd rather see the BGs. <laughs> Free the BGs, I say. Let's dig those two up and get them back in there with uh, Barry. And oh, if Maurice could come back, just give me one. I don't mind the other. Andy can stay. He wasn't really a BG. He was the fourth <laughs> BG. He was the. He was such a drug addict that the BGs are like, mm, you go solo. Yeah. But I'm shadow brother. dance over here, pal. Yeah, yeah. You go, you go shadow dance over there, or blood is thicker than water yourself into that. We'll write the songs for you. You just can't be in the Bee Gees. Then Andy did it on his own and then drugged himself out, but he got some tail along the way. But yeah, when I see the big sign out of the apartment window that says BG42, and I'm like, April 2nd, the Bee Gees are here? Oh, wait, that's that stupid WB. I get it. Darn it, bitch. And I got to take that down. They got to erase the floor. She's back, so let's just. Move on about our business. But I, 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 you know, that's all I want to say to all the people who emailed me about this. Just don't get, don't wrap yourself up. You can have an opinion. Don't go crazy. I know it was, it was, it was goofy, but you know what? Go hug a puppy. A puppy will make you realize, ah, life's not so awful. This isn't so bad. Brittany Griner being back isn't such a big deal. That weapon of uh, the merchant of death, sure, pretty pretty terrible that that dude's wandering around free. But And I, my argument is that didn't anybody see Private Ryan? We all know what happens when the dude who tries to kill you comes back. He kills you. You can't let a guy go in war or in merchant of death news. He's coming back for you. You think Merchant of Death has turned over a new leaf? He's been in jail here for 20 years. I bet you he's more unhappy. He's yeah. been rehabilitated. It's yeah, fine. we rehab. I bet yeah. you he's going to, no, 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 never again. I was, a, I was a creature of bad habits back then. Now all I want to do is garden when you're and good uh, at make sales, sandwiches. You can't stop. Right. He's a sales guy. It's in his blood. I, you know, I really don't like my new gardening job at this floral shop. What I like doing is selling weapons to bad guys to kill Americans. I'm coming back. You think Britney's going to not dunk again? Well, chances are she's not because she couldn't in the first place. But <laughs> she's going to jump right back into what she does. The Merchant of Death's going to jump back into what he does. I did kind of like looking at that video of them on the tarmac exchanging, though. That was very movie. You see that? Didn't see it. All right, they got three or four people and Brittany Griner walking across the runway. And they got a couple of people and the victor, Merchant there of Death. Is. And they're walking to each other. All seven or eight of them meet. Two or three break off with Brittany one way. Two or three break off with the guy. They switch paperwork, and it's over. And they just walk onto the planes. I'm like, that is very Hollywood. That is kind of how it works. The, that was the prisoner swap. 
Yeah, Victor's like, we hosed you. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of here. For that thing? This is what I get traded for. It would actually piss you off. I get traded for this. I have more value. Take me back. Bring the other guy out yeah. here. I want at least a two for Right. One. It would be like KDKB going, we'll give you uh, Izzy for the morning sickness and Larry's. Like, wait a second. <laughs> We're successful. Why would we make that? that? We're worth more than that. I'm insulted at the offer. What'd you get? For, I mean, people would say, what'd you get for me? Uh, player to be named later and some cash considerations. That's, I should have been a Mike Trout trade. What is this? <laughs> it's DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. DeAndre Hopkins is mad about that. You got me for that? I cost that? I gave up a draft pick. Seriously, David Johnson and a draft pick for me? I'm one of the best in the game. Send me back to Houston and make a better offer. That's BS. You stole me. But, yeah, you can get wrapped up in it and you can make yourself crazy. And I'm just saying to all the people that went crazy, don't. It's okay. Just, you know, go protest it. Take your time to protest WNBA games, but not because Britney's back, because it's an abhorrent product that's just awful. I've been saying it for years. It came up in Bill Burr's special. It's also the most offensive thing to women's rights in sports ever. And no one hears it. Feminists don't support it. Women don't support it. Men pay for it. It's subsidized by the NBA. It is the least feminist thing in all of sport. It can't stand on its own, so they rely on the men's league to pay for it. And they act like it's succeeding, and it's not. It wouldn't be if it weren't for the men patting them on the heads, go, have your little league. We'll foot the bill, honey. It is, it is the most sexist sporting league in all of sports. And they act like it's some sort of feminist movement, but it's funded by the dudes. And that is horrible when you think about it. There's a fun video to go look at online. that says uh, they go to this feminist rally and ask him to name WNBA players. Not one of them says a thing. None of them can name a name. <laughs> well, now they can. Well, now you got yeah. one. But before you couldn't. And uh, even feminists weren't behind their sport. They scream and yell, yeah, go get them, girls. They don't follow it. They don't care. You tell that by attendance. 27% of the audience is men. 24 is women. There are less women that watch WNBA than men. So What men are watching that? Women aren't fo- I don't know. Women aren't following it either. You know who was watching it? G- uh, men with daughters. Yeah. I, I would imagine that's the reason it. not to have yeah. a kid. <laughs> exactly. They might turn WNBA on and you get stuck with it. But as a father, you're doing a bad job telling them, like what my dad said, turn it. That you, if you don't say turn yeah. it, you, kids don't control the TV and the radio. Nowadays, they got TVs in their room. If they want to watch WNBA, get in your room. This is daddy's TV room. You don't do that in here. I want to watch WNBA. You can. Somewhere else. Not here. It's not happening with me in the room. Unless you want to hear me make fun of it for the next hour and a half. I pay the goddamn cable exactly. around here. Exactly. I was the remote control for 12 years. Turn it. Yep. Turn it. That's all I heard. That's <laughs> yeah, actually it does. true. It does. There's a picture of Britney standing next to the Merchant of Death. It says WNBA star Britney Griner released from Russian detention center and prisoner swap for NASCAR's Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> he looks just like it. <laughs> they brought Dale back and swapped him out. Anyway. That's a trade I might make. Try not to be too worked up about it. That's all I'm saying. Don't fight hobos and try not to get too worked up about stuff you can't control like Brittany Griner. You can have an opinion, but don't go crazy. And if you're emailing me and you're going crazy, I understand. Just consider the fact that 5,000 people in this country have stiff person's disease and then giggle your way into work. 
<laughs> I have stiff person's disease every time Angela walks by my desk. Hi, Angela. Guess what I just got diagnosed with? Stop it, Todd. Stiff person's disease. <laughs> Want to see it? I'm rigid. <laughs> I'm so rigid. My whole body feels like one big stick. One big hard stick. Stop it. See you at the Christmas party. See you at the night. <laughs> see you tonight over at Hobo Joe's. Leave it to a Phoenix team to make the worst sports trade in yeah, history. That's true. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> Stiff person's disease. Come on. Give it a better name. Brett, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? Uh, wake up song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Well, you know, if you're out there biking or hiking, you got to stay hydrated. And they got all the hydration packs on oh, sale right now. So great selection from all the big brands Camelback, Osprey. They got it all. All right. Go to. ActionRideShop.com, and you know it's not just hydration packs you're looking for. If you want to hit the uh, hit the slopes this year, they got yeah. all the skis, they got all the boards, all the bindings to get you up there, and of it's course the snow this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And the bikes. Oh man, it, that just goes without saying. Take one of those. Fat, I'm out this weekend. Those fat uh, wheeled bikes that I got up in the snow. I haven't done that yet, but my fat bike's It'll designed to ride in the snow. Oh, I can't wait. I gotta get. You're gonna there. go? Uh, not this weekend, but I am okay. this, this winter. Probably right. over Christmas break, I'm gonna try to go find some snow and play with my bike. I've never had it in the snow, and that's really? what it's designed for. Can't wait. But actionrideshop.com, Josh and the boys are gonna take care of you. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.